Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Mahomes will be under center. He'll be at his own 42 at the second. Two, he gets the snap, spins, hands Pacheco over the right guard on the hash, digs and falls through the first down at the 45 of Kansas City. This is amazing. A first down run by the hard-charging Pacheco. Chris Jones waving goodbye to the crowd. He's now dodging snowballs. Every time I go up against Josh, I know that it's going to come down to the end just because of the competitor that he is and the player that he is. You appreciate that stuff. I mean, these are the games I watched growing up. Um, the great quarterbacks going up against each other with great football teams, great organizations, um, and that's what I remember. And so I hopefully I'm making, like I said earlier in the week, hopefully we're making those memories for other little kids that are growing up watching football. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. Guys, I think it's easier. We heard Mahomes at the top of the show. Yes, we did. To recall those memories when you're always on the winning side. I think the Josh (laughs) Allen side is feeling just a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. I remember, would you guys like to uh, hear me talk about, like, for example, the season that Live at Noon on the Cock put together in our, in our show league? Because I remember all of them, every single move. Like week six, I was worried about my flex. And so, you know, I'd, yeah. I could go through that minutia. But no, yeah, exactly. It's easy for Mahomes. Did you see the, the – I think there was this uh, – I forget who tweeted this out. I want to say it was Albert Beer. I forget who. But, like, just basically that Patrick Mahomes was the, named the starting quarterback of the Chiefs in 2018. He's never not played in the AFC Championship game. No, it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Right. It's, it's like a, how it's LeBron, LeBron yeah. has made the finals every year. It's yeah. like he's just taken for granted. Like he's, yes. This is the same thing. Again, Mahomes is LeBron. It's just the exact same thing, different sport. Uh, and yeah, I, I would argue, I'd actually argue, no, it's because I think, I, it, listen, you know me, I'm a massive well, LeBron it's fan. It's harder. It's harder. It's harder. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like in basketball, one dominant player, a LeBron, a Jordan, a Kobe, uh, you know, a Greek freak, whatever you want. Like, one of the one guy can make a difference and carry, like, a bunch of, like, so-so guys, at least, you know, to an extent. But, like, you can't do that in football. In theory, you shouldn't be able to, yep. right? I mean, there's just – there's special teams and defense and, like, you know, but somehow, some way, like, it's – He's this, that dude. This is the worst team he's been on as well. By far. It doesn't feel like this is a Super Bowl winning team, but he's a Super Bowl winning player, and that might all that matters. And we might look back on this season at the end of it and be like, oh, it's just Mahomes again. How did this team win? Like, yeah. what is this team doing here? Like, yeah. you know, anyway, it's well, unbelievable. We'll, we'll jump right into it. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we are going to preview the conference championships with our best bets. But before we do that... Let's look back at the divisional round recap from a wild weekend, of course. And we'll start right there with the Chiefs at Buffalo. Mahomes, very efficient day, 17-23, 215 yards and two touchdowns. 
And guys, when they needed him most, Travis Kelsey stepped up in a big, big way in this game. He did. Uh, you know, give credit where credit's due. I mean, honestly, like, it was a blown coverage on the first touchdown and on the second touchdown. Like, you know, give the guy credit. He, he got three yards, he got to the edge, he got to the corner, and he, he made a tough play into the end zone. He makes the heart to Taylor in the, uh, in the corner. God bless. I thought that was He's, to Jason. Yeah. It might have been. By the way, and rightfully so, because Jason's a legend. <laughs> they both are. He's got a couple legends in his corner. Jason's a legend. There he is right there. For those of you watching on Peacock or YouTube, there he is. Uh, Taylor, also a legend as well. Marquez Valdez Scantling caught two balls. I just you know just want to reference <laughs> yeah. that. That one was a beauty. Yeah, right. he well, actually made uh, tight coverage for Sul Douglas. Right, you kind of had to go. Who, wait, is that yeah. is that MBS <laughs> yeah, when he get, came up with the ball? Tyreek back. Yeah, disappointing game for Rasheed Rice just because the you know he, if you bet the over on his prop, he did not hit it. But uh, four for forty-seven caught everything that went his way. It was just you know they had the big play to Kelsey. They just didn't need it. They were running the ball so effectively, and and that's the key. I, I will just to spin this forward for a second. I thought, obviously, great game for Travis Kelsey. But, like, if he comes back next year, and I don't think it's, it's a given that he's coming back next year. Like, I feel like, and I love Travis Kelsey. I'm in, like, I have, I have three different main dynasty leagues that I truly care about, and I have Kelsey on all of them. Uh, so I love Travis Kelsey, but I just, I think I'm out on him next year for redraft. You know, unless you're getting him super cheap. If, if he even comes back. I feel like there's a chance he doesn't. Yeah, I thought it was telling, and they talked about this a bit on the broadcast, about how he's looked so much more spry and athletic these past two weeks. He just looks better. He looks faster. Yeah. And I wonder if next year is when he goes on the, the Gronk or if we're using NBA analogies again, like the Andre Iguodala thing, where he just kind of takes the regular sit. Like, they just manage him through it, and then he's just full go for He's just playing, like, 20 snaps a game. Yeah, like, is, high leverage snaps, red zone snaps, yeah. that kind of thing. And then he's Travis Kelsey again in the playoffs, so... Yeah, I mean, he, he would look fantastic. I think Rasheed Rice, it, he's so banged up in this game. He's just constantly yeah. limping around. So hopefully he's, he's okay for next week. But I think that would explain why. And the other thing, too, is that like Mahomes only had 23 pass attempts. And when you're watching the first half, it kind of felt like, oh, the Bills should be winning this by more. But you only felt that way because they were just constantly on the field. The Chiefs ended the game with 7.7 yards per play. That's insane. The Bills were 4.7. Like, the better team won this game despite how close the Bills were in the end. Yeah, it's, it seemed like, wasn't there, I think there was only one drive they didn't score on? Yeah, the they, Chiefs? they kneeled at the end of the first half and then they punted in the fourth quarter where the Bills did get one stop. Uh, and then right. they drove down and, and they missed field goal. They, they got two stops. That penalty well, half, was a yeah, little BS on, uh, on 42, like, you know. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, uh, oh, and, but, and Hardman obviously fumbled out. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll get into that <laughs> well, in a Yeah, second. we will yeah. go there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, let's just, like, you know, I feel bad for the Bills uh, for, I mean, for a variety of reasons, right? Like, we, we love Buffalo. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Josh Allen fan. I'm in business with Josh Allen. He's a proud fantasy life investor. Uh, so, you know, love the Bills. Love Josh Allen. And so much of this the conversation in the offseason will be about, you know, Josh Allen, a couple of missed throws, obviously the missed kick from Tyler Bass, and we're going to get to the Bills in a second. But, like, the defense, which was so beat up, that's the thing. I don't feel like anyone's talking about how beat up the Bills' defense was. And, obviously, Mahomes and the offense did what they wanted to in this game. There was a point, Connor, when A.J. Klein got hurt and came out for a play. I was like, oh, no, 
They've lost AJ Klein. What's going to happen? Right. This guy wasn't in the NFL two weeks ago. Now he's their signal caller on defense, and they're really going to miss his absence. It just felt like Rasul Douglas, he wasn't right. He either. did not. He looked 30% yeah. healthy in this game. He was such a great acquisition for that team. I think with the Bills, I thought Allen played quarterback, particularly the first three quarters, about as well as it can possibly be played. Uh, the third down touchdown the third, from 13 out, just his running ability. It just seemed like he's it looked like, it was like Derrick Henry if he could throw like Joe Burrow. Like it was completely insane. And then, yes, he has a couple of misses at the end. He has the fumble, which no one's going to talk about. But right. that, that could have cost him the game. Yeah, should have. Because yeah. it felt like that was like minus 1,000 to be recovered by the Chiefs <laughs> in real time because they had all the bodies around it. But Allen was magnificent. And we're talking about him and this team a lot differently if Stefan Diggs can just come down with that, that 60-yard That's bomb. the thing. I mean, like, so lots to unpack there on the, uh, the Bills' side of the ball, uh, which is, yeah, I mean, like, First off, you're right. Not only Stefan Diggs needs to come down with that ball. There was also um, there was a long pass Sheffield. to Deontay Hardy. Was it a Sherfield or Hardy that I'm thinking of that like that hit the ground and it rolled around it a little Sherfield. bit? I, was it Sherfield? Oh, maybe Sherfield. So. Sorry. So Sherfield, right? That's one that he needs to come down with as well. Neither of those guys hit it. The, the Diggs one is particularly concerning. We'll get into Diggs here in a minute. Uh, but but you're right on that final drive. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to try, you know around the 50 yard line. Josh Allen has a fumble that. The Bills have no business recovering. No. There's like a zillion a different Chiefs. Yeah. Somehow comes out of nowhere and, and comes up with it. And then, of course, later in that drive is ultimately the missed field goal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's that. And then there's also the on that last drive for Josh Allen. It was super weird because I don't know if this was the play call or the design. But, like, the idea was is they were ta- – and they talked about this in the broadcast – but, like, they're driving down, and there's, like, three and a half, four minutes left or whatever. Like, and the idea is, is like, hey, they're grinding out this drive. They're going to leave no time for Patrick Mahomes. Like, they know from, like, whatever, two years ago, like, 12 seconds is too much. 13 right. seconds is too much for Patrick Mahomes. Like, you need to literally, like, on the score on the last play of the game, yep. in essence. And so they're there, and it's that third and seven, and they have a couple guys in the flat. Just get the first down. Instead, they go to the they go to the end zone. They, he does have Shakir open, yeah. and that's a throw that Josh Allen normally makes, and that's a touchdown. But that's still, even if they score, that's a minute forty-seven left for the Chiefs with some timeouts. Like that's, I believe that's the, yeah, the correct that was, time. That was where it was. And the, here's the thing. Here's why I think this is the difference between Mahomes and Allen. I think Mahomes is just he's just the smarter quarterback, and he just understands game situation a lot more. Like if it's ever like fourth and 17 Mahomes always throws at least 17 yards in the air just like little things like that and on this play like he's got digs wide open in the shallow cross and that's going to be a first down and I think the problem there is that yes Allen is going for the home run ball because he's a home run hitter but and he gets knocked off and maybe he can complete the throw but to your point Matthew with the way that they were playing with the clock I think it was more valuable to get a first down there than score a touchdown Correct. Because if you score the touchdown, then Mahomes has got all that time, and they haven't been able to stop him at all. If you get the first down, then you can do what Shane Steichen was trying to do against the Texans, where you just run it down to basically zero, uh, and which would have ended the game more or less. So it was Hopefully, just, or at least given Tyler Bass a, a you know a shorter field goal than 41, yeah. 41 yards um, uh, as well, uh, and it also would have given James Cook a couple of more rushing attempts as well. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is so brutal. This is so brutal. Okay. So James Cook's rushing prop on DraftKings was 61 and a half. Okay? I took the over. I had a I mean not to make this all about me, but I'm going to take a moment here to make it about me. I had a four-leg parlay. I had Khalil Shakir over on the receiving yards, that cashed. I had Josh Allen over on the rushing yards, that cashed. I had Stefan Diggs under on the receiving yards, that cashed. And I had over on James Cook 
61 and a half rushing yards. That cashed, or it had at the start of the fourth quarter when James Cook had 67 rushing yards entering the fourth quarter. But then pull up this tweet by uh, Sam Hoppin here, Stephen, if you don't mind. My friend Sam Hoppin. Uh, this is what he tweeted out. James Cook's rushing yards line was 61 and a half yards. He had 67 rushing yards entering the fourth quarter. His final four carries went for minus four yards, minus three yards, zero yards, one yard. Final count, 61 yards. You get gotten by the hook. The under caches. My parlay does not cash. I'm a bitter berry, Jay Croucher. You know what the worst part of this is? And you may not even know this, but... Uh, so he was initially at 62, and then there was a stat correction that took him down to 61. So on top of all of that, and with all of that, he still went over. And then there was a stat correction after the fact that took him down to 61. That's about as bad as it gets. There's right. a Rashad White one yeah. too, which we'll talk about, where he was yeah. basically over at half and then goes under, which is seems impossible. But uh, that was that was a tough one for uh, that was Cook. that was a uh, brutal bad beat. And it also, by the way. It affected that final drive. I mean, they just couldn't block the Chiefs' defensive line, you know, betting aside for a second. Like, it just – they had run the ball so effectively for the first three quarters, and then they just couldn't. They turned into a one-dimensional offense in that fourth quarter, in that final drive. And, obviously, they still had a shot, but, like, you would have liked to have have seen that. A couple other takeaways here for me from the Bills, and then I want to circle back on the Chiefs because there's one last one I want to make on Kansas City. But I'm super nervous. So – in one of my dynasty leagues, uh, I had a, I had a shot at the title. I you know, yeah. and so like, and there's one team in my league that's just a juggernaut, and they're a juggernaut because there's one team in my league that's super dumb, and this juggernaut team is just completely ripped off the, <laughs> the dumb team. Oh, no. And I'm not going to say any names because they're all people in the fantasy industry, and I don't want to like right, start. Field, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you guys off the team. air. They have a feeder team. A lot of people accuse the Oakland Athletics of doing that. Yeah, I mean baseball for the Braves. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) like producer Damien's. Producer Damien's in this league with me, and he agrees with me. But I I don't want to start anything because. But anyway, like I really thought the guy that the the juggernaut team ended up winning the title, and I thought that like the trophy should literally say this person's name and the the feeder team's name because it's just literally they've combined for a super team. Point of the whole story is is that. I had, a, I had a very good team, you know, Cup, McCaffrey, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, but ultimately, I felt like I needed a little edge. And so middle of, you know, at the trade deadline, I traded my first-round pick next year for Stephon Diggs. Mm. That did not work out well. Not he good. was brutal down the stretch um, uh, for me. I, don't have, I do have Stephon Diggs. I don't have my first-round pick next year. It's still a very good uh, young team. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I get, uh, I'll have a full season of Kyler Murray and the whole thing. But uh, I'm nervous, guys, Look about Stefan Diggs in my Dynasty League, and I, I, I'm not sure where to rank him. Three of his final five games, he had under 30 receiving yards. With Joe Brady as the interim offensive coordinator, and I assume Joe Brady's coming back and will get that title full time, he had under 80 receiving yards in eight of nine games. And in a game in which they needed him the most. Regular postseason, his fewest receiving yards in a game. Now, I took the under of this because I thought Legereus Sneed was going to shut him down, and they've done the Chiefs have done a very good job at perimeter wide receivers, and Diggs has been bad. And I thought that 61 and a half, I think that was his line, was just way too high. But, like, what do you think about Diggs next year? It's funny because watching that game, and everyone's going to focus on the Bills' defense needing to be improved. Bills' defense lost all its players, like Milano, Trey right. White, these guys. Like, the right. defense will be fine, I think, enough next year. What this team needs is a number one wide receiver because they don't have it at the moment. The way Diggs played 
not just the second half of the season, it started before then. Like, he's not a number one receiver in this iteration unless he was really hurt and just played through something the whole year because that's what they need. And the difference in this game was that, again, Mahomes is it's 7.7 yards per play, and for the Bills it's 4.7 because they had no explosives. There was no 20-yard play for Josh Allen in this game through the air or on his legs. It was just all running, running, short stuff, short stuff. Uh, and that's, that's why they lost, because they couldn't score as quickly as the Chiefs. Not having Gabe Davis obviously hurt, um, and they got really nice performances. Kincaid played well. James Cook played well. There's some nice pieces there. But to your point, it's just when you're Stefan Diggs and you're paid what you're paid, like that's a catch you got to make. Yep. I get it. It was good coverage, but that's a catch you got to make. I mean, the ball's right there. 62 yards. Yeah. Air that yards. throw was a movie. It's, that was magnificent. It, it'll probably be the best throw of this entire playoff. Yeah. And it wasn't completed. Yeah. I mean, you factor in it's in Buffalo. It is still windy and cold there. And that ball just rips through yeah. everything right Had the beauty line. on the left sideline to Sherfield as well, which comes off his um, hands body too. So, tough night for Josh Allen. He really couldn't have done uh, no. much more. And, I mean, it's everyone talks about this Joe Brady offense, about how they're running the ball more and there's more balance and they completely destroyed uh, Dallas and Allen only had to complete seven passes in that game. Like, at the same time, it's like you're going up against Patrick Mahomes. Like, stop giving it to James Cook despite your rushing prop, stop giving it to him and just let... Now is the time to let Josh put his cape on. Why'd you lock the cape away? This is when you need it. And uh, it was disappointing that... I mean, again, with the season on the line, Josh Allen has 186 passing yards. They should have given him the ball more. And we heard his frustration after the game. So let's take a listen to that after a great performance from Josh Allen that came up short. Sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody. At home, sucks. Here, there, it doesn't matter. Um, you just losing sucks. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I don't. It, it, I don't think it's a big change. I think it's just again we gotta gotta find a way to score one more point than they do. And every season, if you don't win, it's it's a failed season. That's the nature of the business. Um, you know, there's one one happy team at the end of the season, really. And uh, when it's not you, and you're and you're so close, it just it sucks. Uh, it really, really does suck. I feel bad for Josh Allen. I feel bad for uh, Bills fans, Bills Mafia. It's a great city. It's a great fan base. One of my favorite nights ever. Magical night in Buffalo yes. with Jay Croucher. Yes, uh, always a memory. Uh, incredible. Um, uh, if there's, there are some bright spots, obviously, to your point, Josh Allen played very well. I'm with you on the defense. Khalil Shakir, I mean, they found yeah, something this thing. year in James Cook and Dalton Kincaid. Uh, both guys kind of emerged this year. And they may have found something in Khalil Shakir, who last year had flashes, uh, Connor, but, you know, finished with double-digit fantasy points each of his final three games. Um, you know, they were looking for him. He made plays. Like, yeah. he's fast and seems to have expanded his route tree significantly. And he makes tough catches, right? It felt like this that is an offense yeah. that really needs somebody that can make the tough catch. I mean, we've seen Diggs have uncharacteristic drops this season. Uh, now they have, they've had two guys between him and Kincaid that are very reliable for a quarterback that when he runs around like a maniac, you're looking for somebody that's reliable. That's yep. what he's become. He's made, I mean, he was their best wide receiver down the stretch, and he was the guy. Right. And they really, really miss Gabe Davis today, and that's that's a problem. Like, if you miss Gabe Davis right. that much. He's a free agent now. Yeah. Listen, and Khalil Shakir should not be your best player. No. I mean, again, nice player, really yep. nice story. Yep. I think there's some interesting upside. He'll be a fantasy sleeper next year, but, like, he should not be, you know, the number two seed in the AFC's best player. Yep.
on uh, uh, you know passing game. I should say, uh, I should say as well. The last thing I want to say on the Chiefs, just we got some time. We got four games. Where are you going? Uh, was just no. we didn't really talk about Isaiah Pacheco at all, so I just want to sort of circle back yeah. there. Just really impressive with Pacheco, who, including the playoffs, has now scored in five of the past six. He's had at least 100 yards from scrimmage in three of the past five as well. And three of the past five, he's also averaging over six yards per carry. Like, I, Jerry McKinnon's on the IR, uh, but I don't know that he gets his job back. Like, Pacheco, I think, next year is going to be, uh, you know, into the season as a, you know, presumed kind of workhorse back, kind of a old-school Andy Reid running back. They're back in the day. You know, you think about, like, sort of Brian Westbrook. Again, very different player, obviously. But prior to Kansas City, in Philadelphia, Andy Reid often had sort of one main running back. And then early in his uh, Kansas City run, he had kind of one main running back. Like, who can ever forget Sharkhandrick West? Yeah, yeah the great Sharkhandrick West. Yeah, I mean, Pacheco. But you know what I mean? Like, it's been a little bit of a committee the last couple of years. Right. But I feel like, like – Pacheco's now the man. Yep, and they leaned into him at the end of last season as well. Uh, and, yeah, it seems like he's trending towards more being a three-down type of guy. I think as well the matchup against Baltimore is somewhat favorable. Like, that's this Baltimore team that, I mean, they were excellent against the run against Houston, but for most of the season they haven't been super efficient as a run defense. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Isaiah Pacheco next week. Yeah. The only way to put a bow on this game is, of course, unfortunately to mention kickers. And kickers drink free here at the happy hour bar Kickers. Today. Kickers are the people that love them. Yes, and if any of those out there that support, root for them. Do Related love to them. them. Yes. Married to them. Write about them. Write about them. Anything you need. Yeah, Denny oh, Carter reporting one out for you as well. Uh, you know, have relations with them. Yeah. I, you know what's so dog, funny about this? Dog sit for them. It's, I mean, he missed the kick, and of course that's what gets talked about. Does anybody in the world think Mahomes wasn't going down the field and getting three points? That's the thing. They lost that game when Allen didn't hit the touchdown When he pass. trotted out there to yeah. kick the ball, it didn't matter going in or not. The no, game was Mahomes over. Mahomes is going to score. They yeah. would have needed a, a, a fluke yeah. moment to be able to, to win that game. They, they lost that game on, on second and third down. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Josh Allen. The kick wasn't even close. Yeah, by the way, and I mean, the truth of the matter is, is right. Not only that, but also like... We didn't even get into Miko Hardman, who I think had the worst stat line of any wide receiver in a playoff game ever. Miko Hardman was something like, wasn't it like zero receptions, zero yards, two fumbles? He touched the ball twice, once. and he fumbled on both plays. Both plays, yes. yes. He had negative one rushing yards, uh, and yes. He and he's two. going to the uh, AFC Championship. Right. See, now this so is a touchback a, fumble. But my point is, is that like any normal play call, this is also a touchdown. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for them to lose by a field goal, the truth of the matter is, is that, like, again, this should have been a touchdown for the Chiefs. Bills sort of get bailed out by a terrible play call and a terrible play. Uh, but And also, by the way, they get bailed out by the fact that on the final drive, Allen should have fumbled. It probably should never even come down to nobody fell field on field goal. Nobody, nobody falls on it. So there's a number of, you know, as you, as you see here, you see Miko Hardman. This was his first fumble of the game. He was able to recover the second, but... This, uh, is, this is why the touchback rule is good because Michael Hardman needs to be punished for his crimes on the football field. Like it's, you yeah. should, that play should have a bigger penalty than your typical fumble because it was so stupid with the game in that position. Yeah, but I and I understand the penalty is extremely hefty. Take care of the ball in the bit, most prime real estate on the field. I don't know if it should be the way I would do it. We're talking about this on the prequel. I would say that uh, the Bills they should get the ball back, but at, at the one, at the that one, I'm good with. Me too. To me, that I'm good with. It just feels too text too much of a too much of a penalty. I, I think I saw Jeremy Fowler say there is some, some momentum to change this rule. I know most people don't like this rule. Like 
every other place, every other spot on the field, you fumble out of bounds, and it's whoever touched it last gets it at the place touched out of bounds. Here's the tweet from Jeremy yeah. Fowler, uh, my former colleague and uh, also my current friend from ESPN. Good change. Good. Soon to be former friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I was going to say former friend and colleague, but he's, I mean, I'm friends Got with him. Friend. You know, he's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, good chance the touchback rule for the fumbling through the end zone will be changed this offseason. Momentum behind NFL correcting it. Penalty considered by many to be too harsh. Many, but not Jake Croucher. You think it's correctly, it's just harsh enough. I think so. Yeah, why not? Why why not have an extra penalty in that in that space? Well, incentivizes, like you said, taking care of the ball. Bill Belichick has always coached his players do not ever reach out for the goal line because of that rule. Yep. No, so exactly. it's it's I think it's coached. a little bit it, I think getting it at the 20 is a bit too much. Give it to him yeah, at the right. 1. Give it to him the at the 1 is you're still that in a tough spot with. as an offense. That's what I'm fine with, but if if yes, if you fumble, you should lose the ball. Yeah. Right? You know, I mean the problem is, is that the ends, the rules are. This is. I don't want to delve into the whole thing. The rules around the end zone are super inconsistent. Yes. In terms of like, you cross the plane at one point, it's a touchdown, but on the, you know, you have to get two feet in. Like, anyway, don't get me started. Inconsistency in NFL rules. In exactly. Oh yeah, it's like the catch. Like I still maintain that Lee Evans caught that ball in the end zone against the Patriots in the AFC title game, but like 15 years ago, whenever that was. Like it just feels like yeah, it's, it's a different sport in the end zone in terms of what is a catch breaking the plane or not, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a little bit uh, confusing for sure. Let's move to the game that you were at. Bucks-Lions, of course. A uh, wild environment in Detroit. Amazing. One pride, baby. Yeah, it really was. Obviously, the Lions moving on to the NFC title game in a game that we'll get to the Bucks in just a second. Baker Mayfield really left it all out there for them. But, Matthew, and you were obviously at this one, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Talk about making the most of your touches in this game. He was, you know, he's electric. Every time he touches the ball, you're just sort of like, you're like, I get it, right? You know, uh, you know, he's effective on the ground, right? He he had that, he had that big 31 yard rush, which was huge. You're seeing it right here, just hitting the hole and just, you know, and then hitting the gas uh, all the way to the, uh, all the way to the end zone. Just a huge game here. He's also such a weapon in the passing game. 40 or more receiving yards in both postseason games. He's the first Detroit running back with over 100 yards from scrimmage in a playoff game since Barry Sanders, also against Tampa Bay, also against uh, our colleague Tony Dungy, who was the coach of the Buccaneers at the time as well. Gibbs has a little bit of Barry to him. I know that's sacrilege to say because Barry Sanders is, of course, Barry Sanders, but there's a little little bit. Yeah, it's hard to get a hand on Jameer Gibbs. It just feels like every movement is so different, and it it leaves defenders confused. As you see here, nine carries, 74 yards. He also caught four passes for 40 yards, had the touchdown as well. Uh, The Lions have really gotten him involved in the second half of this season, obviously now leaning on him in the playoffs. Rightfully so. He's he's one of their best weapons. Uh, on uh, on the offensive side of the ball, they want to be a running team. The, the strength of that team is a is their offensive line. Gibbs is a weapon. Ben Johnson, future head coach of my beloved Washington Commanders, he said, speaking into existence. Uh, you know, Ben Johnson does a very creative job of getting him in space and trying to figure out different ways to get Jameer Gibbs the ball. It's going to be interesting to see how high we rank and how high he gets drafted next year, Jameer Gibbs, especially if. Johnson does move on to a head coaching job, which is widely expected. And assuming they bring David Montgomery back or somebody like him. Yeah, I think Montgomery will be there. I do too. So you're just 
dealing with that kind of work share. That's the thing, because like Gibbs on talent, he might already be a top five running back right. in the sport. And if they just were to give him more of a work, like he could be the number one player in fantasy next year. Like that's not within the realm of outcomes for a lot of people. Right. But he would be on that type of list. Uh, yeah, he was magnificent. And it was against a really good rushing defense as well in Tampa Bay. Uh, also, shout out to a friend of the show, Craig Reynolds, uh, who they gave the ball to yes. in the biggest spot of the season. And yes. uh, Uncle Craig delivered with yeah. a little tutty. Yeah, yes. exactly. And when we say friend of the show, you're like, well, I don't remember a Craig Reynolds interview. And the fact of the matter is, is you're right. We've never actually interviewed Craig Reynolds. But Penn State Blake claims to be very close friends <laughs> with Craig Reynolds. And we, we tend to believe this, and I'll tell you why, for two reasons why. Two reasons why. Number one is, like, if you're going to brag about being, a, you know, friends with somebody yeah. and make it, like, you're probably not picking Craig Reynolds to make it up, although it could be genius. He could be playing right. chess while we're playing checkers. Like, no one's going to believe it. Right. Like, if I said I was, you know, friends, best friends with Amon Ross St. Brown, they might yeah. be like, really, yes. dude? But saying I'm Craig Reynolds, no one's really going to push the envelope, you know, no. like, dig deep into that one. How do you fact check yeah, that? Yeah, how do you, you know, fact check that one? But have we ever gotten an exclusive interview with Craig no. Reynolds? We have not. You know, it's weird. We have gotten an exclusive interview with Amon Ross St. Brown. That's true. With, yeah. with, with Debo Samuel, with Raheem Mostert, you know, with Mark Andrews, with George Kittle, you know, some CeeDee Lamb, you know, some of the biggest stars of the NFL. We can't seem to get Craig Reynolds on the show. Yep. Completely unrelated, but I just wanted you guys to know that I'm actually great friends with Trey Palmer. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we haven't had him on yet, but I will, I will text Trey and try to get him on the show. That would be, uh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Um, I, uh, I personally am uh, – I'm best friends with uh, – uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, <laughs> yes. he would not admit that. He likes to keep it secret, our, our relationship secret. But yes, trust me, it's a secret. Me and Patty, yeah. yep. we're tight. We're boys. I thought you weren't in the, the suite last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite the suite. It was quite a suite. Uh, the underrated yeah. star of that suite was Pat Mahomes Sr., standing right for Mets legendary <laughs> right, relief pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just sitting there sipping his Bud Light. He kind of turned around when the girls were just going insane yeah. and just kept right. drinking his beer. <laughs> then you have Jason Kelsey screaming. It was a wild contrast all around in that scene. Legend. And you had yes. Donna Kelsey there. And you had, like, the whole... The whole Looks bish- fun. The whole bishpuka. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, odd you weren't there. Your yeah. best friends at Pat Mahomes. I, well, I was I had it you in my work. game in, yes. in Detroit. You know, so I was instead in a suite with, uh, with Damien. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then McCourty and uh, Jason Garrett and the rest of the Football Night in America crew. Here you go. There's, there's Jason Kelsey... Getting out of the, uh, getting out of the suite, shirtless, drinking a beer. <laughs> Tim's and sweats. That's an incredible outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm more impressed by the leap yeah, back into real the suite. Leap. I mean, it was, uh, that was pretty good. What do you think Jason Kelsey does <laughs> now. next year? Oh, is he into yeah, broadcasting? He'll yeah. be great at media. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. podcast is already oh, yeah, a huge. massive success. He'll probably... You could, I, but like, is he going to be a game call? Is he going to call a game? Is he going to be in a, a, in a studio? Show. Is he going to like be an eyebrow does, model? Right. What's he going to? You know, yeah. he gonna, world's his oyster. It really is. Probably yeah. a pre and post game on a national one of the national. I feel like he's one of the rare, rare people that's a hundred percent approval rating. Yes. as well. Like, how can you not like Jason Kelsey? Right. So some people do not like. There are some people who don't like Travis Kelsey, which also I don't understand too. Like, they're Travis jealous. Kelsey seems like the most likable person they're, in the world. Like, what, what's your problem? They don't like Travis Kelsey because they're jealous. Yes. He should not be that good looking, that successful, that nice, and also get Taylor Swift. Yes. Like there, you know, there's like this, this, this um, 
there's this section of the Swifties that are highly protective of their queen, which I understand. <laughs> like, I'm a Swiftie as well, but I want her to find love. And she seems to have found it with Travis, so God bless. Hope those kids, you know, hope they get together, hope they get married, hope they have a billion kids, hope they have a wonderful life together. But there's, there is a section, I think, that, you know, that, you know, are angry. Yes. I like it. The queen. It's like no, a no kind of good spider insect community. No, one, no one's good enough for her. No. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That's a not, not a bad point. All right. Somehow back fair. to this game. Yeah, I don't Jared, even know. Jared Goff? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> so, Monroe uh, anyway, St. Brown, 14 targets in this uh, game. He was my – so, my, my best bet for this game – like, and it didn't matter what the line was on Amon Ron. It kept going up, you know, throughout the week. But I was just like, he's my ride or die. I started the season. The very first episode of Football Night in America this year was me declaring Amon Ross St. Brown my ride or die at the, at the Hall of Fame game. Uh, and so I'm like, last game of the season, I got to go out with Amon Ross St. Brown. So I took the over on 91 and a half. Again, he got 14 targets. Right, it was all there. Great matchup. Bucks' second most slot yards are allowed over the regular season. You'd figure that Amon Ra would just get a ton of looks. He did get a ton of looks. Only finishes with 77, so he's, you know, 14 yards short. Ah, so yeah. my Barry's bet, but my Mary's bet for the year finished 14 and eight on the season. Very strong. And I'm like, you know, profitable. What? Yeah, profitable, very profitable. And you know what? I was like, if I'm going to go down with yes. the ship, I'm going down with Amon Ra. Who we yeah, kidding? Exactly right. Uh, just a little note to tuck away for next year. Whenever the Lions play a blitzing defense. It's just all LaPorta and St. Brown. That's right. all it goes to. When they played the Bucks back in week six, those guys combined for 29 targets. Uh, on the weekend, they combined for 25 targets. Like, it's all LaPorta and St. Brown against the Blitz. It was amazing. Going back to Ben Johnson, knowing in this game how weak the Bucks are in the slot, they had a Monroe, obviously, in the slot, and the Bucks dedicated so much attention to yeah. stopping him. Uh, Sam Laporta was succeeding playing out wide. Yeah. Yes. Wide which is something he did do at Iowa. Yeah. Nobody cares because college tight end. Yeah. But you see it in the divisional round. Yeah. And it was a success. He had nine catches on 11 targets. Seems like his knee's okay. Right. Yeah. Or, yeah, something's <laughs> yeah. getting so, through. So, I'll just tell you guys this. My updated top 50, way, way, way too early top 50 for 2024 is available now on rotoworld.com. Of course, I'm a company man. My number one tight end in fantasy next year. Sam Laporta. Yeah. I'm with Am I crazy on that? Not no. at all. Not I mean, at all. It's kind of, who else is Mark Andrews? Like, Mark Andrews or Kelsey, Kelsey would, be the other, right. would be the other considerations no, there. And like I, I think it's Laporta. Yep. Right. I think it's, you know. It's a small field, and he's right. He'd be right at the top. Yeah. Be curious so, to see who they end up having to replace Ben Johnson with. But this offense, nothing's changing. And they're going to keep the same usage. offense right. would be my expectation. Something They'll promote like or, a quarterback's yeah. coach or something like that. They should bring in Brian Johnson. Uh, just another B. Johnson and another guy who replaces a revolutionary O.C. Uh, he replaces Steichen, fails, and he replaces Ben Johnson. Absolutely fails. not. <laughs> Small, yeah, abso- absolutely not. I, I refuse to let that happen to somebody who has Amon Ross St. Brown on that same dynasty team right. that traded for Diggs and has Cup and McCaffrey. Um, uh, last thing here, just a small little weird note, but uh, prior to just coming on the show, the Lions have signed Zach Ertz, and it's notable just because he's a big famous name. They lose Brock Wright to injury, which yeah. I assume this is kind of tight in depth with Sam Laporta. You know, he's got the brace on. but He'll be out how, there. Why not? Yeah. How quickly can Zach Ertz get up to speed? Like, I, well, he's probably only going to play 10, 15 Right, snaps right. They'll get him like just yeah. a, a package. Yeah. 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 yeah, he'll be out there, and I mean, it's a good move. Why not? Why not? Once again, Laporta could be one hit from missing more time again, and Ertz is a vet that's still playing at a good level when he's healthy, yep. good yeah. enough level as a backup tight end. Yep. So. Just quickly on the Tampa Bay side, uh, I thought Baker Mayfield played really well. Yeah. I know he had a couple of back-breaking picks, but 
really good for Baker to have kind of his moment these, this season, really, these past couple of weeks. Looks like he'll get franchise tagged, and I think it doesn't bode great for the Lions the way that he was able to march them down the field repeatedly, uh, particularly if Debo Samuel is back. I suspect the Niners are going to have some success. Uh, while my best bet for the game did not hit, my parlay actually did, and it was all Baker-based. To your point, I had Baker over the passing yards. Uh, and one of the points, I, to your point about this Lions secondary, one of the points I made was, like, the Lions have given up over 300 yards passing in four straight games, now five with Baker. But going to the game, they've given up in four straight, including to Nick Mullins, twice. Yes. Right? You know, so, <laughs> should have been our clue. <laughs> right? And so I took Baker over the passing yards. Yeah. I actually moved Mike Evans up. I think, his, I think his receiving prop was 71 and a half. I took an alt line at 80. I actually moved that up. I took the over there and under on an alt line of Rashad White. Uh, rushing, and so that all cashed. So my parlay cashed. So you're welcome, America. Like uh, <laughs> plus three hundred. Plus, uh, yeah, plus three hundred. And uh, yeah, I mean that's like three straight in the playoff games. So plus three hundred, pretty pretty good. Uh, somebody on this desk actually found a way to top that though. This game was a bit of a cash cow for the fantasy football happy hour. Listen in. So I'm taking a same game parlay, Matthew, Whoa. in Bucks Lions, and there's four components to it, four legs. It's Lions minus six and a half. Jared Goff over 278 and a half passing yards. Jameson Williams over 34 and a half receiving yards. And Rashad White under 55 and a half rushing yards. And you know why I like this one, Matthew? Because it already happened back in week six when these two teams played. This hit. All of these legs hit. The Lions blew out the Bucs, and that was in Tampa Bay. And the theory, the story behind this is that the Bucs' pass defense gets lit up by Jared Goff. The Bucs are in a throw script themselves, so Rashad White's not running the ball, and Jared Goff connects deep with Jameson Williams at least once, uh, and the Lions blow them out at plus 800. Which is, that is, um, just for you of keeping track at home, I'm going to let you do this math. Uh, you don't have to do this math for you. Um, Plus 800, that's better than plus 300. It is. Yeah. Just a little bit. Significantly better odds. Yes. Well done, Jay. Great call by you. Uh, listen, a uh, couple of dicey ones. <laughs> the, the, Needed every <laughs> slivery loss. I mean, yard. like, you know, like, right. James Williams over 34 and a half. He gets 35. Lions cover the six and a half. That easily could have gone the other way. <laughs> oh, you two know, point goes right, the other right, way. Right, the two Rash- point, the other goes the other way. Rashad as White well. The, the Rashad White, you'd actually lost this bet, and then he lost some yards, <laughs> yeah. and then you win Lock this bet. Lost. Yeah, just inside. Also, Jared Goff was no lock to go over to 78 and a half either. Yeah. He just squeaked over there. Uh, and so, look, unfortunately, some people, the Lions, they moved around a little bit. Uh, Williams actually came down a bit. Rashad White uh, came down too. So not everyone would have got that, but that's why you got to get in. Get in that's why you watch us live and yep. bet yeah. it as soon as Jay says it. Yep. Watch there you the go. show on Peacock. Really well done from both of you guys on the same game parlays. Taking our first break. When we're back, more reactions from the divisional round. Of course, we're going to talk Packers, Niners, Ravens, Houston right after this. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call. 
text or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Looking for a little more insight into betting the conference championship games this weekend. Jay and Drew Dinzik have you covered with Bet the Edge. New episodes are continuing to drop every weekday throughout the playoffs. Really? At 6 a.m. <laughs> Eastern, Matthew. 6 a.m. Yeah. Set your alarm clock. Sure. So get your day started with Jay and Drew. Whether you're targeting spreads and totals, circling player props, or looking for value in futures markets, they'll have you covered. What do you think of that? I, I just I like that you said you say Jay and Drew didn't say Jay yes. apparently a household name he's like Prince yes. right yeah. Madonna yeah right one yeah. name just Jay, you know, <laughs> Jay. Just I'm, Jay. Like, I'm Neymar yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you got it covered yeah, yeah. yeah Ronaldo Ronaldo's a yeah. really good exactly one too. Yep. Shaq yep. yeah no. you think Kobe Jay. Yeah. Should, Jay. The next time you're on TV, no, do it. maybe we'll drop the A and the Y as well. Just, Why do we need additional Jay. letters? It's very clear what my oh, name is just be, the letter. Yeah. That'd be phenomenal. All right, let's go back to Saturday. Divisional round recap continues. The Packers uh, somehow lost the Niners. Honestly, <laughs> it's really wild. It felt like this was just in their lap for most of the game. They should have won. They should have won. This I, game. All I kept thinking of watching this, I was so frustrated. I was super annoyed because I wanted the Packers to win. Can I, can I tell you why I wanted the Packers? And listen, the Niners are a great team. They're a great team, and uh, I think they're the second-best team in the NFL after the Ravens. Like, you know, and they're an unbelievable team. But I was rooting against them for one very selfish reason. And here's the selfish reason. I have a friend that's a Niners fan, and I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like that if the Niners win, um, that friend is going to be out in Las Vegas during the Super Bowl and is going to be hitting me up like, get me into parties and all this kind right. of stuff. Right. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. I, like, I got my wife coming out. Like, I got you animals at yeah. Super Bowl week. I got a lot already we, to deal we with. We have some work to do. I've got way. some work to do. Like, and I can't deal with... Requests. Yeah, requests. Yeah. And I know, I, know that, I know my friend will be out there if the Niners go to the Super Bowl. If the Niners don't, my friend won't be. And so well, I was scary rooting for the, I was right rooting now, for the Packers. The and honestly, I, I also thought, by the way, I thought... It's always fun to root for an underdog. I thought the Packers were the better team. I thought the Packers deserved to win that game. All I kept thinking about as soon as that game was over and that they somehow lost that game was they thought about the Dennis Green rant. You remember Dennis Green, the legendary Vikings head coach? Steven, play the sound. This is from a a long time ago, but this will be familiar to you. This is all I kept thinking about. What, What we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> 
One of the all-time great the press conference rants ever. Yes. They are who we thought we are. We let them off the hook. And that's how I have to feel like if you're Matt LaFleur. Yeah. You, by the way, the best part of that is just, thanks, coach, and he leaves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the, the, everyone's like stunned into silence and some, like, some <laughs> reporter. There's no follow-up to Thanks, that. coach. Uh, it's like, it's like good. But that's the Niners. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. If you're the Packers, that's how you have to feel. Yeah, it was a tough one. Uh, I mean, Purdy for the first three quarters, he was on a he was different bad. planet. He was horrific. Credit to him, though. He got it together at the end, and they drove down, and it was Love who made the, the crippling mistakes. But, so Matthew, I actually I watched this game with, with Connor Rogers. You were in Detroit. You can come. Sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're out, you're yeah. out of the state. You're not going to change your plans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not. But what you here's your mistake. <laughs> yeah. you, should have, you should have texted all three of us. <laughs> Hey, guys, let's get together to watch the game, yeah. which, which I would have said, I, I can't. I'm going to Detroit. And you're like, oh, well, we'll raise one for you. Knowing all well, you should have been like, I know Barry's not coming, but this way I get the credit. It's like when you yeah. invite – I got an invitation to a wedding this weekend, mm. and it's in Poland. I swear to God. It's a tough trip, right? right. Barry does and, crack right. out. And that's, that's what – like, they know I'm not coming to Poland, but now I'm on the hook for a, a gift. Yes. Right? Ah, that's what it is. It's yeah, very smart. Yes. The people that invited me, they're like, Barry's not coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, let's let's hit him up for an effing gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not cheap. That's He'll, like, hey, we're going to, like, you know, we'll send him the expensive gift. You know, the, the expensive list, the registry. Yeah. So, You're not getting the toaster. No, yeah. of course not. So that's very smart by them, and that's yeah. what you should have done. Because I would have been, been like, you would have gotten credit for inviting me without actually worrying, having any concern about me having to spend time with you out of the you know out of yep. what you're contractually obligated to do yep i'll keep that in mind if there's an occasion in vegas perhaps <laughs> where i can know uh, yeah fake invite matthew uh but no uh connor and i were watching the game together without you and i was stunned kind of by your confidence because when, when so anders carlson he misses the field goal nine has, got, nine has got the ball back and the the line in the market it's pick it's pick at yeah. that point because they're what they're down four and so they need to score a touchdown and you were completely convinced that we were going to do it. I sent out a couple beers live bet pretty <laughs> yeah. hardcore. Yeah, like, ah, I've never been more sure the Niners were winning this game at that moment. It was minus 104. Yeah. I was like, this is robbery, yeah. which is not a smart thing to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a smart thing to say, but eh, yeah. worked and, out. And they delivered. And all, it was never really on doubt. There was no, no? The only incompletion on, was Kittle's bad drop. Uh, and outside of that, it was like the anti-Josh Allen, where Purdy was terrible for three quarters and then brilliant at the end as opposed to Allen who was magnificent for three and a half and then just couldn't get it done but I think my theory is that people are thinking like oh the Niners you know they're not going to win the Super Bowl because they just what they showed I think that it's the other way and it's more like this team got its bad one out of the way Correct. and there is clearly just something about Purdy in the rain because his two worst games outside of the Baltimore game were in the rain against Cleveland and against Bay. It just seems like he can't grip the ball. And throw a swing pass. It's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. And I but think that they will be better be, It's supposed to be great weather on Sunday. Yep. Uh, and then Super Bowl's in a dome. Exactly. So uh, so I'm with you, by the way. I, I completely subscribe to that theory that, like, the chance to get them out was – that was the chance. Yeah. And the Packers blew it. Like, yep. they will not be – I would love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. Just yep. be a great story. They're so much awesome. fun. Dan Campbell's press conference, it's like, you know, I'm on Rod's my ride or die. Love, love, love for the Lions. But I think I think the Niners win this game. And I, I think it's probably not that close. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. Please. Uh, I'm rooting legitimate for the Lions, one pride. But uh, I will say that, yeah, they got – because, like, everything that could have gone wrong for them did. Not only was pretty bad. Savage drops that, – that interception no. drop – like, that's, a, that's hand, awful. Right in his hands. It's, it's, right, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a pick six. That's a, that's a game changer. They don't make that play. They don't get the – they don't get – on the first drive, they get down to the 10-yard line. It's third and one on the 10 or whatever, the 11. They don't get the first down. 
I thought they got completely screwed by the spot. You know what I mean? I actually thought Jordan Love got the first down on fourth down. But still, like, you can't have that drive and not come away with points against the 49ers. Three times they went into the red zone, the Packers, and they scored six points from three occasions of the red zone. Like, you can't, can't, can't beat San Francisco. They almost did beat San Francisco yeah. despite that. And they should have. Yeah. Right. But, but, like, just, you know, just – yeah, that was a that was a tough pick. You know, that like you feel bad for Jordan Love because he he was so brilliant for so long. But like again, just he didn't need to make the hero throw. It's only second down. Like he had other guys lower. The, you know, just but yeah, the, their offensive line just you know mostly got uh, mostly got dominated. Uh, the the big key here will be interesting is friend of the podcast, two time friend of the mm. podcast, Debo Samuel, current friend. Yeah, long. I mean, like best friends. Yes. Like you know, like. It's like it's him or Lawrence Jackson, who's on the show more. Um, Debo Samuel. It's close. Uh, it, it is close. They don't know if they're going to have Debo. No, exit the game early due to a shoulder injury. George Kittle, after the game on the injury, said, am I concerned about him not playing next week? Yeah, we're a different team without Debo. And Kyle Shanahan spoke, uh, of course, after the game on it. A little vague, but he did speak on Debo's injury going forward. On the severity of Debo's um, I don't know yet. I mean, it's, um, he tried to come back, couldn't do it. Uh, I know he did something similar versus Cleveland, so um, we'll, we'll see tomorrow. You adjust when Debo went out early. How does that change things for you on the offense? Um, it, it changes a lot of stuff. I mean, especially when you, when you have wristbands and things like that. And, um, you know, you just got to switch some guys around, which is always a challenge for those guys. It happened during the Cleveland game, and we didn't handle it that well. Uh, I thought we handled it better today than we did then, but it is a huge challenge. I mean, it's um, I mean, Debo's obviously one of our better players, but he also is a unique guy that goes to some certain spots. So you got to you got to be adjusting that all game. By the way, the three games that Debo missed earlier in the season, Brock Purdy averaged under 250 passing yards a game, had just two touchdowns and five interceptions over those three weeks. They lost all three games. Now, I think it's worth noting Trent Williams also missed time. And, like, that's a ma- – I don't think people understand right. what a massive loss that is. And they'll have Trent Williams on Sunday. And Purdy's still, cussed as well. Yes. Everything was wrong for yeah. them there. But yep. still, if they can't have uh, Debo Samuel, that is a loss. Packers side of the ball, obviously a crushing loss. I think they should cut Anders Carlson. They need a new kicker next year. But the future is very bright for Jordan Love. We'll see if Aaron Jones comes back. The expectation is he will. But you think about just this entire Romeo Dobbs and Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed and Christian Watson and, like, Musgrave and Kraft. Like, there's – you've got to be really excited about the, the direction of the Packers if I'm a Green Bay fan. Very bright future. Our last game quickly here, guys. Baltimore takes care of business against Houston with a monster second half. Lamar Jackson – Efficient through the air, 100 yards on the ground, two rushing just, touchdowns. I mean, he was just fantastic. He was stupid. It was just, like, yeah. ridiculous. Unstoppable, honestly. Un- video game. Yes. Like, he just – he was – that was, like – that's why Lamar Jackson's your MVP. You know? He's got more 100-yard rushing games in the postseason than any quarterback in NFL history. Cam Newton, last guy to have two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in a playoff game. That was 2016. Uh, you know, sufficient. You know, you got some Zay Flowers. You got some Rashad Bateman. Isaiah likely had a great touchdown catch. They'll probably get Mark Andrews back this week as well. Uh, you know, Ravens is like a complete team. I was wrong on C.J. Stroud. Just in this one sense, I was like, this isn't moments so not going to be too big for him. He's going to be great. He is that kid. He is still that kid. He's a super talented guy, but, like, just wasn't able to overcome I didn't the Ravens think he was defense. that bad. Like, he wasn't that bad. He was, like, he was fine. It's just it was too uh, tough of a... A matchup and, and ultimately the better team won. Lamar, just quickly lasting on him, in the first half against the Blitz, three and a half seconds to throw, second half, two and a half seconds. Like, he made the adjustment and then it was just all over. Yeah, this was the game where you felt like 
you felt Tank Dell missing, right? They needed that yep. one more big playmaker, Houston, in the second half, and they just didn't have that answer. And they didn't run that effectively. They have, you know, for much of the year, but they just, you know, the offensive line, the Texas offensive line, which was such a weakness at the beginning of the year, and then righted itself, and then just just got dominated by the Ravens. Take our last. They're not alone in that. Our last break. When we're back, it is last call. We're taking a look ahead, of course, to the conference championship games and some best bets. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this playoffs. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the the crown crown is yours. It's time for last call. Let's take a look at the conference championship spreads and totals. Jay, are you leaning any way on one of these games. I am. I'm leaning towards the mighty San Francisco 49ers who didn't look so mighty on the weekend, but as we talked about, I think they got the bad one out of their system. I think Brock Purdy will be better. I think the Lions secondary, which could not stop Baker Mayfield, is not going to be able to stop Brock Purdy. It's going to be 70 degrees and dry, which I think is the key thing. And Jared Goff, as good as he's been, and he's been really good in the playoffs, at home, in the Dome, now outdoors on the road. I don't think he is going to be as successful. So give me the Niners minus six and a half. Suspect this will go to seven if Debo gets ruled in. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to take the Ravens minus three. Again, like we sort of keep talking about, like, you know, um, some of these teams, they they can't keep getting away with it. And I feel like the Chiefs are one of these teams. The Chiefs should have lost last night to the Bills. There have been a number of times we've seen it with the Eagles as well. We've saw it with the Cowboys. Like, I think the Chiefs are one of these teams that can't keep getting away with it. And so I like the Ravens at home minus three. I, I, like the Bills were minus two and a half point favorites to the Chiefs last night, and the Ravens are a lot better than the Bills. Like you can't tell me they're only a half point better than the Bills. So give me the Ravens minus three. I think I think this is their year. I think with the Chiefs as well, their offense has looked amazing the past two weeks, but the Dolphins had no edge rushes and the Bills had no players left on defense. So now they go up against probably the best defensive that, That's right. And they, they've struggled to stop the run the, the Chiefs have. Yes. And obviously the Ravens, one best of the best run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take the under in Lions 49ers. Jay, I agree with you that the Niners 
get away with this game. I think it gets away from the lines a little bit where they'll be in a run script. And listen, it's 51. That's a really high number. I think there will be a lot of points in this game, but I think it'll be a very fast clock in the second half that'll help them stay under that 51. Yep. I think that's what people sometimes don't think about with totals is that you just think like, oh, these offenses explosive. Exactly. Like, you've got to think about whether these teams run the ball because the Niners, how they run the ball in the second, like it will bleed clock uh, and McCaffrey may not come off the field. Maybe no Debo. Yep. Keep an eye on Debo's status, which is a huge factor for their pass game all around. Huge, yep. huge factor. So, all right. So, no show tomorrow. We do have a show on Thursday. So, we will be back on Thursday. We'll preview the divisional championship round as well. We'll uh, review all the different times that Jay and Connor have gotten together and talked <laughs> without me. Uh, you know, and uh, whatever. I'll see if I can get out of more, uh, more weddings. For Jay and Connor, it's closing time. You don't have to go on, but you can't stay here. I'm Matthew. Peace out. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. From muddy jungle paths to snowy trails to rolling sand dunes, the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder is ready to take you to some of the most phenomenal destinations on Earth. In a Pathfinder, it's more than just the arrival. The real excitement comes from the ride to get there. With seven drive modes, Pathfinder's available intelligent four-wheel drive is built for some of the most epic journeys. So chase bigger, better, more exciting adventures in the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. Intelligent four-wheel drive cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions.